Well, let's roll it. Let's roll it, you say? I agree with Why that. Why not? Well, I had to make sure that the um, the SD card was in. That's why it was another That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a couple good of idea. minutes that's late because I had to eject it out of the computer because it doesn't like being ejected. So not ejected, I should say. That's when you run into trouble with formatting. But all sorted. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's the Beer Engine podcast. It's Griff. Uh, I believe it is a, uh, a, a wound up, highly energetic Tony uh, on the opposite end the mic from me he looks fired up he looks mostly potentially partially awake uh tony how was your evening last night were you partying oh massive party really hung one on um no just um just a little bit lacking of energy this week so uh yeah i will try and bring the content to you guys um try and bring the excitement try and bring the hype i'll be griff's hype man he, he, we don't think it's COVID. We don't think it's COVID twenty nineteen. Have you heard of it? Nothing like that. No, no, I'm not. Mono, mono, I'm not. anything. No, okay. No, um, and I haven't seen just anybody. Tired. Just worn out. Just worn out. Yeah. You, you know, busy all the time. To quote Eddie Murphy, isn't that the name of his song? There's, you know, there's, there's just too many, too many podcasts to record. Not enough hours in the. Uh, in the Australian day. I assume you have shorter days for some reason. Well, you are correct because we are headed towards that, that's winter. That's actually true. You are about to have shorter days. Well. We're, nice. we're just about to hit the winter solstice, so we're just about in our shortest days. So, yeah. Not bad. Well, Tony, this is here in the summer in Vegas. We're doing what summertime Vegas uh, usually seems to do, which is play the Stanley Cup hockey final. Uh, standard for us, uh, two out of six seasons, then in the Stanley Cup final. And uh, now the players get to, you know, these Canadians, they love walking up to the stadium in their suit and tie, 101 degrees outside, <laughs> hot coffee in hand. Timmy's? Tim, t- so yeah, it was a bit of Timmy's, some Timbits. Um, not that we have them here. Uh, getting excited for the game. So we, we I actually uh, watched the... Stanley Cup final game one with a, a famous podcasting friend of ours. You might have heard of this guy, Brian, Brian Malika, I no, think. Who I, who you've, you haven't run into, you haven't run up against this no, fellow I only know a in your tra- traping and travailing around the no, world of audio. There's, uh, there's Y2K, there's Patch. Um, oh yeah. Well, he's, well, Brian's sort of this, uh, he's sort of this, um, you know, pretty fit, uh, 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 svelte, um, comedian type. I, I think. Oh, I. You know what? I ran into Nate Bargatz. Ah, shit. Oh, Nate. Different guy. Bagetsy. Yeah. Whatever. However you say that. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we did. Me and Brian did go and watch the game at a place called our one of our favorite places on this podcast, Wahoo's Fish Taco Emporium. Um, where I asked for an eight oh five, and they they were like, "Do you want a big one or a small one?" I've never said a big one before, but I knew I was going to sit there for. You know the length of a hockey game. Like, all right, give me the big one, and it comes in a thirty-two ounce fucking anti-hero cup, <laughs> like our our friend W. Tudes. Uh, frosty as shit. Frosty to 
frosted doll get out, frozen ass glass, hand getting cold. Uh, you know I love that. Yep. And then uh, uh, made I, I you're gonna love this the night's one, and I made a hundred dollars last for the entire game, which is fucking amazing. That is, take that as a win. I would consider that a huge win as far as gambling goes. I, actually, I only lost forty. I left with sixty bucks. Um, <laughs> I left with sixty bucks. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good. That was a good uh, trip. All beers comped. Uh, even got a meal comp, so it was pretty good. Um, and now, one thing they do here, and I don't know if I'm sure this is a part of a lot of different cultures, but this is happening at every bar here now. Is that every time the night score, they are passing out shots? No, nope, not the a whole bar. Probably you can't even. Probably illegal. Yeah, it would be illegal here. Right? Well, not here. Nothing's illegal. So they were passing out these awful shots, Tony. God damn, they're terrible. They are. I mean, it's just straight sugar. It was like new. It was called like a pink Whitney or something. It was like new, this pink ass new Amsterdam vodka mixed up with some Kool Aid type shit. I mean, pure sugar. You would have loved it. <laughs> um, just awful. Came out of a big tub that they had made of it, which you know was sanitary. Uh, yep. And the Knights scored five goals. So Jesus. we were getting sugar loaded up on these on these sugar sugar shots. Not getting drunk. Uh, just just loaded up on on straight sugar so that was that was my weekend what did you get into not a great deal gotta be honest it was a fairly quiet weekend um because weather's going to shit here um so i didn't didn't get up to a, a great deal over the weekend um don't have a lot planned for the upcoming weekend uh yeah. so i can't yeah. tell you anything gotta rest you up yeah but i i was on the wahoo's um Menu. What's your go-to order? Because there's a lot right. of different shit to order, whether it be share plates or uh, the bowls yeah. or their entrees, which are their mains. Various. You got to go straightforward with Wahoos. And be honest with you. Yep. Um, I go. I go straight down the middle. I go with the two taco plate. You go with the two taco plate. You get the. I used to get the brown rice, and then many times in a row. The brown rice was woefully undercooked. Um, so I went, I go with the white rice and the black beans. Uh, your only two protein options. I don't, I would not, I mean, there's a million protein options. You got to go with either the spicy fish or shrimp. Yep. Those are the only things you should be choosing at this place. Uh, I would not bother with any of the uh, surf uh, or I guess uh, turf. You know, turf, turf, turf based <laughs> proteins. Yep. I would not, I would not go for a uh, chicken or carnitas or carne asada at the Wahoo's fish tacos, a spicy fish lately. I've been going shrimp and I really been liking it. Um, and you get the citrus slaw on top and you're in, you're in good shape. That's a good, really actually even relatively healthy thing to eat. You know, some shrimp tacos with slaw, yeah, some rice and, and black beans. You, you know, get you're a good not doing mix bad of carb and you get some vegetables and you you definitely yeah. get a good protein whack in that. So as far as fast food goes, that's not a bad option. I know it's fast casual, but even still, it's better would, than yeah, most things you can it, get at Denny's. Most uh, the it, Wahoos itself, it's fast casual because these Wahoos here have a bar where you can gamble. Most Wahoos on earth do not have gambling. Uh, yep. They're in California or whatever. Um, so 
usually I do believe it is pretty much like a, I guess, fast casuals, right? It's, it's maybe somewhere in the realm of Chipotle, I guess. Yep. Um, so exactly it's just a walk-up counter. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's walk-up counter. Uh, but ours, OJ, you and OJ Simpson can play video poker at our Wahoos, so pretty cool. Pretty fucking sweet. Have you bumped into OJ in your many travels, or who's the sketchiest? <laughs> I try not to do it too hard, or else you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Who is the um, sketchiest you know, the last, celebrity you've ever run into? I mean, the last last time I ran into him, I think, was about 2017 or so at the Palace Station. Ooh. Uh, you know, I, I just walked right in. He was just scurrying down the highway, in, or down the hallway in an all, like, black outfit. Knocking pretty hard on a couple doors. Looked like he might have been waving a weapon around. But uh, that's the last time I saw him. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think he might have been chasing something down there. I don't know. But he said hi. He was a nice guy stuff guy. I was like, Nordberg. That was fucking funny, dude. Nice job. Uh, and uh, he was he was like, thumbs up. And then he, and he went and waved a gun around in that hotel room for a while. It was cool. Nice. Uh, Tony, have you been watching... Have you been watching the basketball at all? You've no, been, you've been on the finals. No, you're off. You're you, Oklahoma City's out, and you yep, are you I'm are di- you dive bombed out of this shit. Nothing. Well, it's just that the NBA playoffs has sucked the ever loving joy, and I am an eternal sunshine kind of person. It has sucked the life out of me because I just don't want fucking Miami to fucking win, and I don't hate I them enough to actually hate watch them. So. That's where I'm at. I want Denver to win. They're down. They're down 14 at home at the end of the third right now. So, but um, that'll bring so the series we back to Denver equilibrium. Right um, that'll have Denver. No, it'll be it'll be two one. It'll yeah. be two one at that. Yeah. That's why I said oh, yeah, equilibrium. Okay. So we'll, Denver with a with a road win. Sure. Yeah. 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 They will retake home court advantage if they. Now, have you been keeping up with it? Too. What are your thoughts on the NBA playoffs? I actually have been watching the finals. I do think the playoffs were kind of lame. Um, I don't. I am sick of Miami. Uh, I I am fascinated by Jimmy, and I enjoyed his time in Chicago. But he is he does great. He is a grading person Hi. a bit. Um, I do. I I can't wait till he gets out of basketball and into the coffee game because he looks like he knows his shit. Um, apparently in the coffee world, like he's. He's sourcing like some dude from Milwaukee who gave him an espresso machine for his uh, room. Was like, "Hey, he's sourcing the same shit I am," which is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I ain't cool. Um, but uh, I, I, you know what? I'm on Denver too. I would love to see Denver win win one. Um, I I think Jokic is just an amazing um, thing to look at. Honestly, it's just a sort of you're just kind of in awe at the whole time because you're like, "Look at that guy! It looks like just a normal." This guy looks like he listens to TAI. Yeah, yeah, but you know he doesn't because his much. brothers can fight like you wouldn't believe. Apparently. Oh yeah, I mean, it, although to be honest, he'd probably have some great stories. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think he I think there's a few NBA players that could really fit in to the <laughs> TAI crew. Maybe they maybe they look a little too good and they're a little too in, in shape, but they've they've been they've run the gamut of weird. Um, freak stories. Yeah, I was just thinking what NBA player wouldn't fit on, on that particular show, and there's not many I can think of. Are there right, any like, big Christian guys left in the league? Well, I was going to think, I was thinking LeBron just because he's kind of like, he's a little defensive or protective of the uh, homestead there, the insider intel. 
Are there any big Christian guys? Isn't Michael Porter Jr. like a fucking lunatic Christian of some kind? He could well be. I believe he is. Uh, and and uh, hockey players look more like TAI guys, but they they have more of the um, like weird freaks that you don't want to be around. <laughs> just because they're all white. I mean, it's just all white guys. Yep. So you want to fucking talk to those guys. I feel like um, football's got a good question of those as well, even among the non non white guy fraternity. I mean, did you see that? So the Knights are good, but Spurs are quite bad. Tot- Tottenham is. Did you see that Spurs hired an Australian manager? Which one, Graham Arnold? Or it's Ange. Ange Postecoglou. Uh, so- right. Yes, former Socceroos. Yep. Manager. Yep. He'll be. Taking over Tottenham, he looks like he. I mean, the guy looks as Australian as you could look. Um, <laughs> really? I, I don't know why. I, I don't know. There's just something about him, and I'm like, that guy looks like a Tony's like like hot brother or something. He's just he's just <laughs> got because he's got that mix of like um, Grecian, yeah, sort of like this this yeah like this um, Southern European. Um, I know you're Irish, but like I don't know. It's just like uh, I don't know how to describe it. Something like something. With, maybe it's just the beard part, and he just has hair. I mean, that's the biggest difference. He has hair. Yep. Uh, and he, I mean, he. There's no mistaking it. The guy says two words, and you're like, oh, okay, well, there he is. And he has been the Celtics coach for the past what? He's, three he's years? been Celtics coach for the last three years, and that's how he ended up with this job. He was. They were very good. Um, yep. Uh, they won. I mean, it's a Scottish league, but still, they dominated the league. So, yeah. Um, and of course, seems like it's going to be a good match for Spurs, but we'll see. Yeah, of course. In two thousand and seven, um, coached the Whittlesea Zebras, <laughs> one of your favorites. <laughs> and they, they uh, whoever that is, they're like a um, like second division Australian team, and we don't have divisions even in our in our soccer. But yeah, it's a local Melbourne club. I was just looking at his uh, managerial um, sort stats of. here. He was at Brisbane Roar, and he was at yep. Melbourne Victory. Those look like A League night names. They maybe. are A League teams, both of those. Um, and then was managing the national team, uh, and. Uh, yeah, then he went to Japan for a few years, did really well, and then went to Celtic. So, yeah, um, good get uh, for for Spurs. We'll see if he's he's interesting. He'll at least be great to listen to. He seems like a very yeah. uh, interesting and and uh, pretty pretty like generally nice fellow, which will be nice for Spurs because their last few managers have been full of shit dickheads. So <laughs> um, maybe this guy will be at least like slightly more genuine. Would be nice. Yep. Um, now we got to think about something. I want to do a sporting event when I'm there. That's and the I know it's not problem. a great year for the big sports. I know so we we got we're going to have A League going, yeah, which I would consider, and we're going to have NBL going, which oh, I would NBL's, definitely consider. NBL's good. We'll do an NBL ga- game because um, it's yeah, a high standard of basketball, um, and it's kind of halfway between the NBA and a FIBA. Uh, game as far as how it's refed and the roughness and stuff. Yeah. We're a little bit more open, a little bit more one-on-one, but not quite as much as the the NBA. So it's, it's a pretty good move um, to to watch the NBA. A lot of potential talent, whether it be senior Australian sure. blokes that eventually make the, the transition like a, a Jock Lonsdale 
or you've got the academy players that you've got a potential of seeing one of those guys. Or who knows, even a Matthew Delavidova if he decides to come back at some stage. He, he did. I believe he did come back. I saw, I yeah. was looking up when these games are, and he has re-signed with um, Melbourne United. Yep. All right, so we got Matt, Matt Delavidova's back. He's only 32. He's got he's got time left on the clock. Yeah, potentially he does. He's got a few, he's got a few seasons left. If you can stay healthy, I know he got, he got some injuries, but... Um, 32, you got the NBA smarts. I bet he could pull off a decent, decent little end of his career here with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's do an NBL game for sure. Uh, I appreciate the offers I've gotten, uh, from people to, uh, help me organize dates for my trip. Our friend Nick, uh, did reach out to help me, uh, help me do a little bit of planning, which will be useful for sure. The thing I'm still sweating right now is, um, it already feels like I don't have enough time. You'll be uh, fine. And I'm only going to like an eighth of the, not even like a one one twentieth of the country. Yeah, <laughs> it already feels like I don't have enough time to do anything. But but I will say what you've got to remember is we are sort of a very condensed portion of of Australia. the The biggest expanse doesn't actually have much to do in the middle of it other than see the environment itself and even that right a good portion of that 80 percent of that is just like dirt and most of that probably looks like me what i look look at out my window which is just like flat red yes. yep and yeah. it's flat <laughs> and like you yeah. you've got mountains in the background you've got some mountains yeah. if you could imagine that but with no mountains then you're getting a, an idea of central australia that's a lot of Utah, I would say. Is is I mean, there's lots lots of beautiful parts of Utah. And there's right. parts of where they're in, and they're in nothing. So, yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's good. I know I'll be in the part. I believe the parts I'll be in is like seventy-five to eighty percent of the population, probably. So, oh, oh if not more, yeah. Uh, more, so, yeah. you announced it at the end of last show. Uh, was it last show with Tyler? Yeah, I yeah, think it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, give us some idea of your rough sketch. Um, for your trip at this point, I know you haven't got much roughed in other than yep. your arriving. So I, I landed. Dates. Yeah, I landed in Sydney on the tenth. Um, why did I choose Sydney to land in? Because it was like six hundred dollars less to do that. Perfect choice. So I would really do that. just a ar- arbitrary decision based on price. Um, and uh, my thought is that at some point, obviously, there are things that look good, like there's. Supposed to be two of the best fifty bars in the in the world are in Sydney cocktail bars. So I'm like, well, I want to check that out. Yep. Sure, there's plenty of lovely restaurants. Probably not as many as there are in Melbourne, but I'm sure there's. It's a big city. I'm sure, there's a handful. Um, uh, brewing scene does not seem as developed. No. As Melbourne's does, but there's a handful. Mostly, the biggest thing I want to do, the biggest hard thing to do, will be going to the Blue Mountains. Yep. So we are going to spend at least. I, I think an overnight is probably enough. Maybe we grab a, a night in the Blue Mountains. We go out there in the morning, do some hikes, spend the night, uh, make sure we go to Mountain Culture for dinner, uh, drink a handful of beers, pass out, maybe do one more, try to see a waterfall or something the next day, and then ride back into Sydney to, to head down to Melbourne. But that's yep. my big thought right now with that, Otherwise, other than just exploring that area. Although, although another thing will be going down to like the beaches. Yep. I'm thinking that's a thing we're going to want to do. I uh, haven't picked which one yet, but one of those. You have be, to do Bondi. Half, 
I know Monday. it's a tur- yeah, we can do Monday, yeah. I know it's a tourist trap, but there is a reason why there's a, a TV show. I don't know whether you've ever seen it. You can find it somewhere illegally. Yeah. Um, Bondo Rescue, it's called. Very challenging name right. for you to, to work out. But, yeah, they it's essentially like a real-life Baywatch. All right, I'm into that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll flip that on. That sounds good. At that point, it'll be down to Melbourne. Um, we're just going to fly. I have not booked a flight yet. I'm trying to decide if I want to... I'll probably just fly Jetstar. Um, yeah. But, even uh, even our discount of discount carriers, Tiger, isn't as bad as... Yeah, as like the, Spirit. As Spirit, yeah. Tiger's not great, and I would avoid Tiger. What was the one I saw? It was called Rex. I'm like, what the oh, fuck is Rex? Okay, Rex is also a Qantas um, airline, but um, it's for regional locations. So it's for... I don't know whether you would have something similar, but anywhere that your big nationals wouldn't fly, like United or your American or your Southwest, to a small destination bumfuck airport, that's what Rex is mainly there for. It's it's, like Allegiant. That's what Allegiant is. Uh, They'll fly from Vegas to, like, fucking Bozeman. Bozeman's not a good example. It's bigger now. Um, I don't know. No, Bozeman's a good example. How many is in Bozeman? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Three hundred thousand. But um, yeah. So it, yeah, you can fly anywhere on a on a Legion. That's a good. That's a good comp. Yeah. So I'll do that. I'll hop down. Um, obviously, be you know. I I think the th- decision we'll have to make there is uh, uh do I want to go out um to Mafra early in the thing and then you come back with us for a few days in Melbourne or do we spend a few days in Melbourne and we ride out back to back to Europe hometown for a, for a day or two uh and then i'll ride back to into the airport either way so yeah look we will sort that out um it, yeah, we whatever works that. for you That's we'll easy. be fine yeah. but what i will say is um we won't just be sticking to mafra we'll either be doing the rainforest or the 90 mile That's beaches. What we, have to do. Um, we have to be doing the nature out there that's the thing i was big on so we want to do that Yep. Um, I got to see some of these unusual animals. I, the spiders I don't care about and the snakes that will kill you, but I'll, I'll go with like some of these. Uh, kangaroos, you know, wallabies. Kangaroos, em- wallabies, bomb, you know, wombats, wombats and emus and platypus. birds, uh, various birds that I got to see. You know, That's that something stuff. to think about doing in Sydney, actually. I think the th- yeah, the, si- Sydney's got the bird situation. I know that, yeah. I think the Taronga Park Zoo is one of the best um, zoos in the world. So that might be yeah. Like Melbourne's good, but um, I think um, I'll, I'll make sure we uh, we get some animal hunting down um, in Melbourne. There's a or in, sorry in Sydney. There's a lady I follow on Instagram who has like a whole bird. She's just like become. I think she feeds them almonds or something because they all all the uh, birds come to sit on her balcony. All the cockat- cockatiels and stuff. Yep, cockatoos. So um, she's got a million of them that just hang out there. I'm yep. like, okay, that's pretty cool. We don't have anything like that. We just have ugly birds here. We have, like, and I like those, fine, but there's just, yep. I mean, Vegas especially, which just has fucking red-tailed hawks and um, pigeons and shit and roadrunners, which are kind of cool, but yep, um, I'd be down for that. So, yeah, cool animals, rainforest, yep, want to do that. Beaches, uh, Blue Mountains, um, drinking mountain culture beer, drinking deeds, drinking... Um, uh, 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 Dayton's and all these other great, great okay. breweries that we're going to hit. 
Boat Rocker, Carwin Sellers. Yep. Got to hit that. Um, in fact, our friend Nick just posted the Carwin Sellers draft list. So before we move on, Tony, why don't we look at this draft list? Give this draft list a once over. Let's see what let's see what we would pick. One beer off the draft list. You got to drink one. What are you What are you going with? I, it looks like Nick went with some Bottle Logic uh, Scatter Signal. Uh, great choice. I may even have one of those in my uh, house right now. So <laughs> kind of cool. Oh Jesus! Uh, Arcane Rituals. That's a great one. It's a great barley wine right there. I'm going to go with a with a vintage pick. So I think you know what I'm picking. Oh my God! You're going to pick Bigfoot, Tony. Come on, it Tony's would have aged out. 20, 2013, you think it's going to taste good now? It's going to not have that bad, hop, that harsh hop taste? Yeah, I think that's what it's designed for. Yeah, it's true. It probably does taste good. Um, I cannot pick a bottle logic. I would kill myself if I did that. I think I'd feel really stupid if I drank a bottle logic. Um, what about some uh, Jester King, though? Like, I know you're in Australia, but come on. We actually get that beer here too, Fat okay. Fan, Phantom Del Rey. So I think I'd have to go. I think I'd have to go Hawker's West Coast IPA. <laughs> Looks hey, that's a, that's a good. Great. That's a good choice. It's a target. Yeah, I think I'd go that. Uh, that sounds like it'd be delicious. Um, yeah, but this looks like great. This place looks great. I was like eyeing up hotels in Melbourne based on how far they are from this place. I'm like this oh. place is such a hang. I'll be. Yeah. I know I'm going to be snagging beers, but. Um, but the other thing I, I, we have to decide if I want to throw in is that PMAC brought up swinging through Canberra. We'll see if I can find a, a day for that, but we'll, it'll be, that's going to be tricky to fit all that in, so we'll see. Look, PMAC, I want your honest opinion. What is there outside of, like, and yes, Griff's a political animal, but outside of seeing, like, the Canberra political sites, what is there to do in Canberra? And this is a serious question. This is not having a go at Canberra. I know I joke that it's Australia's asshole, um, but I remember going to Canberra when I was a child when the Seoul Olympics were on, and it sticks to me as a place that is um, designed around public servants and the transient nature of public servants and doesn't really have a soul. Now, I could be completely wrong. You're a guy that, that lives there and has lived there for some time and would have a very different view on the place. I just think... Um, compared to Sydney and Melbourne, does it have a lot to offer given the travel time that Griff would need to set aside? If you were planning... It is, I will throw this out. Flying yep. around Australia compared to the US is comically inexpensive. This is true, um, yep. It is very funny that I was like, oh, how much is it going to cost me to get to Sydney? I got to see how I want to book this. And it was like, Jetstar, $34. I'm like, fucking Christ, we can't <laughs> do that here. Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but in saying that, you don't really have the option to drive because Sydney. No, and Melbourne everything is, is very far. Yeah, that's a very. It's far. like a eleven hour. Even the train, even the train seems oh, potentially. Do not more do than the you train. With, yeah. <laughs> yes. You can do yeah. the train to Mafra. That's fine. That, that V line thing's fine. But when she, when you start going in between states and sleeping overnight, that yeah. gets dodgy because those people they can't afford a Jetstar ticket, so they're still travelling. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> they're the train. people who ride the bus here in the states. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I, but but in a rando situation, I, yeah. I got what you're, I got what you're saying. But Victorian public transport's a very different deal. It'll cost you ten dollars return uh, to get to Mafra on the train. 
That's great. I mean, I was blown away that you could get to the Blue Mountain. It, you can get to Katoomba from Sydney for like $6.75 or something. I'm like, Jesus, yep. that's amazing. It's um, that last mile the, will uh, kill you with a taxi ride. Not not in Mafra, yeah. but Katoomba and places like that. But I would, um, you know, PMAC, we'll, we'll plan around the uh, the 50K uh, race. Yeah. Make sure we, we want to hang, you know, after. And uh, I'll bring some rev cans. So I'm going to try to taunt you out. You know, let's draw, let's let's. Let's get you out there. Come come chase down some rev cans. We'll, we'll open up the cellar a little bit. We'll party. Well, that's what I was going to ask. You might need to check your duty-free allowances and what you're actually allowed to bring in without having I did to look. It's, I have two, two and a quarter liters. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so I uh, I will have to be selective. Um, but So four and a that's half a decent amount of you and Kelly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think we could we can get a few rev cans in. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Yep. Cool. And then I'll and then I'll haul down some crap from this place. I'll I'll cough up some dough for like a side project or something. We'll crack it. Nice. Yeah, little, I, cool. I I can definitely spend some time with you. This is something that we haven't discussed, but I can stay at my friend Kelly. She's in St Kilda. Um, I'm sure you've looked at a map of uh, Melbourne now. I have to know how yes. close St Kilda is to the CBD. So wherever you're it staying, is right there. Um, I I can be in and around you guys in in. No worries. Just jump on a tram. Secure is a cool place Make to hang as well. Going to be great. Yeah, I want to come down and go to that local tap house. That's going to be a, that's going to be a big hit for yep. the. Uh, for, so I was looking at their draft list just the other day. I'm like, damn, all right, these guys yeah. are doing it. <laughs> Get some cool. muscles. Right. Their muscles are pretty good too. Yeah. All right, it's going to be great. We're going to be talking about this for the next five months. So everybody oh. get excited. Now, uh, have you been <laughs> keeping abreast with my TikToks that I've been sending you? Yeah, Tony sends me a TikTok every uh, uh, twelve hours. hours. Um, I, I now I knew the Chinatown. Um, I had to get um, that will be something I'll be getting involved in, and the place with the uh, spaghetti bowl, bolognese, uh, the count and the espresso place. So what is it called Pellegrin, Pellegrinos? Pell- yeah, Pellegrinis. That place, um, uh, Pellegrinis. That's what it is. Okay, I'll be hunt. I'll be that. Those two. I already. I was like, all right, this this is happening. Yeah. Um, but all this other stuff is great. Is some great intel. So yeah, it does mean I have to be on TikTok, which is not. No, you can just click on my links. You don't have to go onto TikTok. Delete. That's the what I've been doing. Yeah, um, I've been avoiding the big, big booty girls and. <laughs> no, but my feed is full of ban me at the moment, which is great. I live for good ban me. So you had not sent a ban me yet? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to because they're they're doing what is. Melbourne's best barn me, and they're not just sticking to the stuff in the CBD. They're going to um, Collingwood. They're going to Springvale. These are all like mini China, um, mini Asian Vietnamese areas. Um, I used to live right by Collingwood. There used to be some great um, um, Vietnamese places there. They've since closed. Hey, that's 20 years ago, of course, they've closed. But um, yeah, we'll we'll find some good bargainites as well as the the top end stuff, which is why I enjoyed TikTok. Not everything is like hundred dollar wagyu, although that's another one we can check out. Type in to Google right now. I know you've got access to Google right now. Victor Churchill's. Uh, so to explain to our people that are listening, Victor Churchill's is a restaurant and a butcher shop. All in one. Oh, this this looks great. Oh, I love this. We just we 
this something like this, a, a restaurant butcher shop combo just opened in the district Green Valley. In the district of Green Valley. Yep. Um called Echo and Rig, which looks amazing. This is more like a full market too. This looks killer. Yeah. And they I mean, they do all their own dry aging. Um killer. Fantastic. Yeah. Do they have their menus? Um, I just typed a one one cursed phrase. I just top, typed into Google was Chicago Italian beef, Melbourne, Australia. Oh, hard pass. Uh, just a a pure curiosity, <laughs> and I found something called Jolly Good Sandwiches in Fitzroy. Yep. Um, this place looks lovely. This sandwich looks delicious. It looks. It has nothing to do with an Italian beef sandwich, but it looks lovely. It's a prime roast beef, uh, pickled vegetables, and roasted red capsicum. That's a red bell pepper for for the uninitiated. This is true. Um, I mean, it looks delicious. It again, it looks like a beautiful roast beef sandwich that I would be all about, like a French dip sandwich. Yep. But uh, the relationship to the Italian beef, I would say, is tenuous, limited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are stuff that we nail, like there is a good Philly cheese place in Melbourne. I want to check this out. You told me about this. This yeah. sounds like something I would, maybe I'll finally like one. Maybe you will with Australian beef and a good hoagie roll. They're delicious. Sounds fantastic. Well, it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to torture the listeners with, with this. But if you want to come to Australia or you live in Australia, uh, fucking let's, ha- let's hang and drink beer. So uh, we're just going to keep that in mind. We're just going to hammer that home. Every week for the next few months. So, Tony, speaking of drinking beer, I'm drinking some right now. Uh, we've been drinking some this week. Let's do the lager of the week. Lager of the week. Lager of the week. Oh man, um, Tony, for my lager of the week, I'm actually gonna. I, I think I I have to give an honorable mention. I, you know, you've been Sorry getting enough honorable mentions. I know, I know. But I, I feel like I can't give this the lager of the week because it's not the best lager I had this week. But it is a good lager. And it is an unusual lager that I ordered from the internet. Got it shipped to me. Uh, it is the uh, from Level Beer, the Bill Oakley's Steamed Hams Lager. And we were talking about this, weren't we? Steamed Hams Sketch is named, uh, and it is a also a food group that I've been a part of, of people recommending different um, snacks and different restaurants to go to. Very interesting stuff. And they made a beer with Level in Portland. And it's intended to be a beer that pairs perfectly with a hamburger. Um, so it is a very, it's a pretty delicate, um, easygoing American lager. Um, not too punchy in the hops, but pretty dry finish. It's a little bit floral. Um, I like it. I actually have not paired it with food yet. I've heard that the ideal burger to pair with this is one of the like fast food burgers um, because the big salt and sort of unpretentious nature of it is very, very good with yep. this beer. So five so guys I'm or an in and out. I mean, in and out, I think would be okay. Five guys might be a little extreme. Um, I think the one I'm going to go to, though, Tony, that nobody's mentioned in this group is, I think the one here, if you want big salt and big flavor, is White Castle. Uh, I think I am going to be pairing this over the next week with uh, with a handful of White Castle sliders. 
I need to retry White Castle now that I know what I'm getting into. I feel like I um, yeah. just, I don't know, my expectations were all all wrong for that one. So uh, yeah. my Lager of the Week. But my real Lager of the Week is uh, the Sierra Nevada Summerfest German Pilsner. Oh, yes. I don't know what, what needs to be said about that beer that hasn't been probably said 60,000 times or so on Untapped. Um, it has a shitty rating on Untapped, I'm sure, like 3.4 or some shit. But it, um, uh, it, much like every Sierra Nevada mass-produced, not mass-produced, but mass-distributed beer that you'll drink and you're like, eh, Sierra Nevada, what's this going to be? You're like, oh, yeah, all their fucking beers are awesome. Um, so you drink a Sierra Nevada Pale, you're like, this is awesome. You drink a Sierra Nevada Torpedo, <laughs> you're like, shit, this is good. You drink a Summerfest and you say, that is essentially a nails-on German Pilsner, not too hoppy. Um, but not too sweet either. A little bit bready. Tastes great, super refreshing. Uh, lager of the week. Congrats. Mine is Mafco Lager for different reasons this week. Because um, I've been helping out at the brewery. Um, we got 19 and a third kegs out of it. And I'm going to have to resurrect my old homebrew kegs because I get that third of a keg all to myself. Shit, yeah. Now we're talking. So there's nothing you're better gonna fire than up the old keg. You're going to fire up the kegerator again. Yep. Nothing better than free beer. Well, I mean, you can't. What can you? What can you say? Yeah. Yeah, free beer, always amazing. Okay, Killer. on to. Okay, honourable mention this week goes to post-workout. <laughs> post-workout is a gloopy, gloopy boy from Deeds. Um, nice. It has 300 grams of fruit per litre. Uh, I don't know what that is in pounds per barrels, but it's a shit tonne. Um, it is a shit tonne, yeah. It's got mangoes, bananas, passion fruits, and wait for it, coconut and vanilla pastry imperial wow. stout. Okay, that's it. That's something. Oh, it's a stout. Oh, sour. Sorry, sour. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, okay, that's not. You know what? So we do have a lot more of those pastry sours here with your coconut vanilla type mixins there too. Yeah, I'm into yeah. it. Uh, so, but my winner this week is another Deeds beer. I actually got four Deeds beers in this week, along with some Mountain Culture. Actually. No, the Mountain Culture is the winner. Um, okay, second honourable mention um, goes to Deeds. Uh-huh. Um, actually, there's going to be three honourable mentions. Cause oh, my God. Two out of the th- three beers, sorry, three out of the four beers from Deeds were amazing. The other one was nice, don't get me wrong, the dark wheat was fine. We've got a Scottish strong ale, which was delicious. It was bang on style. You know, boozy. I know it's only 6.6%. Malty deliciousness. Perfect for winter when you're not looking for a stout. The other one is Lost in Translation. Did you want to take a guess at what style of beer Lost in Translation is from Deeds? Um, oh, man. I, I feel guessing, like it's going to be a straightforward style, does it? 
Well, maybe. Is it like a cold IPA or something? No, it's a quad. It's a Japanese quad. <laughs> oh, Japanese quad. Okay, yeah, the famous style. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw this actually. Are they? Is this one with um? What did this have in it? Rice or or, or maybe soy like powder? A, um, oh, it's a hot. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, soy powder. Yep. Um, but Mountain Culture did a collaboration with Carwin Sellers. Uh, it's posted on our Discord. Um, okay. I think Nick posted it or PMAC posted it. Um, and I think it was with Bottle Logic um, as well, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I'm just trying to find it. Um, and it was an Imperial Stout that I had last night. Uh, if you can help me out, that would be okay. great. Um, Imperial Logic, yeah, Bottle Logic, Carwin Cellars and Ford Hops. It's an Imperial Pastry Stout. Um, it yeah, has it, yeah. um, coconut in it, which I know you'll be happy with, cinnamon, freshly roasted um, Honduras and Peruvian coffee beans as well. Uh, that wow, is a no, pastry No stout. barrel. This is just straight up pastry. Yep. This is Sounds great. It's... It's straight up stout. Uh, it's not like this is not like post workout from Deeds. This is not a gloopy mess. And yes, I know it's a stout, but even then, the body isn't super um, <laughs> thick. It's syrupy, I think, that, or velvety is a good descriptor. Um, yeah, but really delicious. So that sounds amazing. So I drank a stout this week, and I guess I will make it my beer of the week. Um, although I did want to recognize a Horace beer we had yesterday. Wow. Or not, from or not sucking. Yep. Much better. Um, this was the cloud breaker Four, uh, Thomas H. Hardy, Sazerac, rye, whiskey, barrel, aged Imperial stout with Tanzania, vanilla beans. Um, lovely. Excellent. Good barrel flavor. Nice vanilla taste. No complaints, but I drank a blast from the past stout, Tony, uh, called wildcat from, Crooked Stave. Ooh, uh, not that it's a famous for a while. stout, but this was a barrel-aged stout that tasted like a uh, stout. Uh, it was not super sweet, long <laughs> boil. It had, like, so we were drinking it with um, Rose at the Silver Stamp, and she was like, you know, the BJCP guidelines on stout say stuff like dark fruit and raisins and figs and this is actually what that tastes like i'm like god damn i almost forgot that's what stout yep is like See, that it's not supposed to taste like just coffee and chocolate those aren't the guideline flavors no, not, it's not. it's these dark fruit flavors and that put that punch through high and then you got like vanilla caramel um taste from the barrel component or like toffee you know yep. and a little smoke and all that and char and you're like damn this is actually stout this is crazy to think about it was it was wonderful that's my beer of the week tasted lovely nice nice to drink that flavor again excellent okay moving right along that's good. all right let's do it now with some news tony news. all right tony i am going i went with the most typical news uh run we could do for this week's hyper beer dork shit news 
Why don't we start? What do you think the first story is going to be out, Tony? Uh, would it have something to do with Bud Light? Because they seem to rule every hyper beer nerd dog shit news since. Bud Light, Bud Light rule everything around me. Um, except for uh, the top-selling beer list. They don't own that anymore. So it finally happened. Um, and by finally, I mean it happened a week after we mentioned it. Odelo Especial is now the number one beer in America. Uh, it has outsold longtime industry leader Bud Light in recent weeks. So Bud L- uh, Modelo store sales topped $333 million in the four weeks ending May 28th, which is a 15.6% rise. So they are actually growing, so that's yep. something. And Bud Light took a 22.8% drop down to $297 million. Uh, whoops. Uh, that's a that's a downslide for Bud Light. Uh, now, uh, what does this mean? I don't know. I guess I think this is probably just. I, I think there is long term damage. I think yeah. I think we we're correct. We 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 were maybe maybe I was a little too flippant in saying I this agree. is something everyone will forget about. But it seems like everyone just like is sick of Bud Light at this point. We're just done with it. They well, made a bunch of mistakes. Uh, at, at, afterwards, I yeah. them promoting their beer through a trans influencer that was not the mistake. No. The mistake was everything they did after that. Yes, yep, without a doubt. And I think that has shown. I I, I thought it may have gone back onto other Bud products or InBev products, but apparently not. Um, and that's fine. I'm I'm all for big corporations when they fail, they fail. Um, so I'm I'm a fan of that. Um, I definitely what's, underestimated what's the effect this would have. I still want to see what it has in 12 months' time. But if we actually think about it, was this going to happen maybe in two or three years' time anyway without controversy? Um, you're Pretty probably well a better have, place uh, to, to answer that in all honesty. Well, Modelo has been growing quickly. Um, it's very popular here. Uh, it's popular in casinos. You can see that. Um, people drink it at the bars all the time. Uh, I think it's a little, it is a better tasting beer than Bud Light. Um, yep. I'm not going to call it any sort of masterpiece of no. brewing, uh, but it's a perfectly drinkable Mexican lager. Um, and I would prefer it to a Bud Light. Bud Light, I've talked about this a million times in the show, is not a good tasting beer. Even, even in the, um, sense of like, okay, it's well, you know what? You could say it's not a very interesting or flavorful beer, but it's refreshing and it fills a gap. No, it tastes like plastic. It has a synth- very synthetic flavor. Um, if you want just a refreshing, somewhat easy drink, drink a Michelob Ultra. That tastes so much better. Yep. Than Bud Light. Uh, Modelo, also good. Um, I don't care for the clear bottles, to be fair, <laughs> but otherwise, it's fine. Um, I, you know what? Honestly, my favorite Mexican beer, Tony, is um, Bohemia. Oh. Ever hear of this? Bohemia. No. It's a nice. That's a nice, more more German in nature lager. Um, a little less sort of that, like I guess, very corny taste yep. you get from your typical uh, Mexican lager. But yeah, it looks like Modelo is gonna. I, and I think that's had a lot to do with with many things. I mean, obviously, we have a um, significant population of of mexican and hispanic people uh here in the u.s um so that makes sense that it would be a growing beer because it is a popular beer in mexico 
Um, it's a much more popular beer in Mexico than Corona is in Mexico. So that makes yep. sense. Um, it does. Okay. So I, I think it, I think it all I think it all checks out. Seems totally reasonable that that would happen. I think Bud Light just sped up their own demise, really, more than anything. Just, Tony, who do you think is going to get the next story on uh, our stereotypical uh, hyper beer nerd dork shit news? Who could be next? Is it James Watt? Uh, quite uh, tangentially, oh. it's James Watt. It's um, this is just a normal thing from Brewdog. Brewdog is is you know they just chase a gimmick, um, and hey, we got one. Uh, this is the world's first beer deodorant has been launched by Fussy. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of Bussy when I said Fussy. I just kind of wanted to say well, that they were the Bussy brand, but they aren't. One letter. That's why uh, you thought of them. I know. That's true. If if Fussy and Brewdog come together, it's Russy. Um, so they're making deodor- beer deodorant. supposed to taste like Punk IPA or some taste it's supposed to smell like Punk IPA. Maybe it will taste like. Maybe take a bite out of it, see if you like it. <laughs> now, um, here's here's the problem I have. Do you want to go around smelling like beer? Doesn't that just make you feel like you've got a, or make it seem to the outside public like you've got an alcohol problem? I can rolling this on and getting in my car. Yeah, taunting a cop when I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I smell like beer, bro? Getting blown away. Um. Yeah, I don't really know why you'd want to smell like beer. I, I also would say I'm not sure this tastes like beer. Taste. I keep saying taste. <laughs> smells like beer. I, I know it doesn't taste like beer. Or do I? I don't um, think you do. I think you need to do a taste test. I know. I have to order some and take a fucking bite out of it. Um, this was. Uh, this has hops, pineapple, and grapefruit in it. So this is... Apparently got a fruit component to it. It's, it's been launched ahead of Father's Day. Uh, the CMO, Lauren Carroll, said the product aims to fix the global issue of what to get your dad. Showing up to give your dad some fucking deal. Dad, you smell like shit. Actually, we've done this Here's in Australia. Um, our mass market swill, VB, has a cologne and deodorant line. So... Okay. Uh, you guys already, so this already exists. Yes. This is a lie. You're saying that BrewDog should be sued for their claim of the world's first beer deodorant. Uh, well, it's a cologne. Let me just check out. Okay. Uh, now, apparently, this will also be saving the planet, Tony, so I guess maybe we're, mad, we're mean to make fun of it. Um, no, we're not. Finally, something will save the, the people in New York City who are, like, choking on ash are like, finally, I can breathe. We're making deodorant. <laughs> I'll be saved. Um, here's a phrase that was said in this article. For years, people have been in turmoil over what to, get, what to buy Dad on his special day. Shall I get him smellies? Shall we just treat him to his favorite tipple? I say, why not do both? Is deodorant a popular thing to give your dad on Father's I, Day? I wouldn't have thought so. Or, or I guess maybe cologne is what they mean by smellies. Smellies? Smellies? It's what they said. Shall I get him smellies? It says. <laughs> British people, dude. What the fuck? Um, it's also in Fussy's 
plastic free compostable refillable packaging. Well, that's fucking awesome, Tony. Um, so cool. If you if you don't want to be a piece of shit uh, to your dad and to the earth, better buy this goddamn 15, 15 pound deodorant. All right. Yep. Fifteen pounds okay. is a lot for a deodorant. It really is. What's that? That's like 18, 20 bucks, right? I mean, a pound is worth yep. more than a dollar, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, if we had a if we had a breed dog story and a Bud Light story, it's time for a goddamn list. You know, I love a list. Two lists. Nothing I love fact. more than a fucking list. Yeah, there's two lists here. And I will point out that our friend um, Max Allotment sent us this list a couple weeks ago, and I'm just finally getting to it because I. It was perfect timing because I didn't want to find a third news story. So, booyah. This is from Trace Smith, uh, one of the most punchable-looking humans I've ever seen, if you look at his picture. Uh, I would love to bludgeon this man with a with a fist or maybe a bat of some kind. Um, Trace Smith, a future aide to the Republican Speaker of the House, it appears, uh, posted on Untapped Insights, the 25 fastest growing breweries, sorry, U.S. breweries, Untapped. So uh, the, these are some reports. Un- untapped was like, we can make some sick data. Check out this <laughs> fucking crazy analytics we can do. Well, And by that, they meant they could find how many check-ins a brewery had a couple years ago and how many they have this year, and then do a... Percentage growth. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I don't know whether this is actually put out by Untapped, but the Untapped um, app and site and everything and all the data is a part of an API. So this could be a secondary sure. API. The data's always been there. It just needed somebody to actually my, mine my it. Only, my only, I don't know. Yes, I agree. I don't know if this was the most important thing they considered. Um, from their analytics, although I will say this came from the Substack for Next Glass, and Next Glass is the company that owns Untapped. Okay. And um, Beer Advocate, I think, are in the same group. I believe it's Beer, beer Advocate because Rate Beer is owned by like InBev. Yeah. Um, so here's here you go. Here's your 25. I'm not going to read them all. 25 fastest USA breweries. I will just. Name a couple that I think are interesting. Fidens is number one. Fidens is very, very popular in New York City. Um, yep. Brewdog USA, no shit, is number four. How about that? That's yep. fucking funny right there. Uh, Root and Branch, supposed to be great. Drecker from Fargo, good stuff. Inhas is really funny. Minhas, Tony, makes the beers that you buy at Trader Joe's. Okay. Like the generic fucking shitty beers that you can buy at Trader Joe's. North Park from San Diego, excellent brewery, is ninth. Um, and as I get down the list here for interesting, Side Project is 21st. I did see that. It's grown yeah. by about 18,000 over the two-year period. Las Vegas represented on here with Beer Zombies Brewing Company, uh, which barely existed in 2020. So um, they've had some some good growth from a brewery standpoint. They don't have a brewery, Tony. They're a gypsy brewer, ah, if you're wondering. Okay. Uh, yep. they, they have, um, I haven't talked about beer zombies much on this show. I don't think, but they, they have pubs that are essentially like alcoves, literal, like, yep. like a, a connecting hallway in a, <laughs> in a restaurant called skinny fats. Okay. 
um, which is a place where you can get like a unhealthy burger or a healthy burger or something. Yep. And they have little tap rooms in there and they do share beers and the people are very nice, but their tap list is always just straight up gloop central and their yeah. beers they brew with Mason are straight up gloop and, and triple haze, like triple IPA haze. They are going full on balls out all the time with that yep. stuff. So, uh, and then sorry, 24 is, um, young blood beer. And I'm only mentioning that because I went there when I was in Madison last year and it was very good. And then if you look at it by growth percentage, uh, I mean, this is not a helpful stat, frankly, because it just means that they either barely existed, essentially, yep. in 2020, and then now have some kind of distribution. So the, the brewery that is in the top spot is a brewery called First State Brewing from Middletown, Delaware, and they only had 600 check-ins in 2020. Yeah. Now they have 20,000, so no shit. You know, I mean, they're just a brewery that exists. Uh, Vegas is on here, too, funny Twice. enough. Uh Twice, twice with Huddle. Well, these breweries are next to each other, which is funny. Huddle is on here. Not my favorite beers, but good for them. And uh, they're 13th. And then 24th is Nevada Brew Works, which I have mentioned on the show as being a place that was visited by John Taffer within yep. the first couple months of their existence. So <laughs> uh, very cool. Um, anyone else notable on here that I uh, – no, not really. Fidens is on here again. Oh, Crushed by Giants is a funny one. Tony, I'm going to tell you why this is funny for Crushed by Giants, who is 15th. They uh, don't. They don't have. They don't sell packaged beer. So the reason that their check-ins are so low in 2020 is because you couldn't fucking go to the place because yes. it was COVID. Yep. So it's not like they're getting bigger. They're just open. I mean, it's just a fucking. You can eat a burger there now, for God's sake. It's good though. Um, okay, so that was half interesting. Uh, but that thank was. you to. Um, yeah, it is. No, this was. Uh, Tony only yawned four or five times during that uh, conversation. Yes. So. Uh, you know that was a winner. Uh, thank you to Max for posting that. It did save me the trouble of having to find a third news story because you know I got to have a third news story. Tony, let's wrap this thing up before you zonk out at, my, at your desk. Anyways, let's do a little uh, untrapped game for the week. Huh? Push you down the well. See if you want to nap down there. Of course I do. Very, very exciting. Tony, when we were over at Wahoo's this week, um, of course, my lovely uh, my lovely wife was with me. And you know the girl is getting down on a seltzer if she can find yeah, one. Geez. And they had a actually had a fully stocked seltzer fridge in there for once. Now, now I like these things, too. But, Tony, have you ever heard of the, the long, like a Finnish long drinks? Those have become very no. popular here. It's like a grapefruity kind of gin and tonic vibe to it, I guess. Um, now those are popular, but they didn't have those. They were out of those. And lo and behold, what did catch her eye, but the sunny D vodka seltzer. <laughs> that sounds uh, delicious. You know, she was all over that thing. So Tony, that inspired me. I thought we'd play a little untrapped with some, some beers, seltzers, drinks inspired or, or are 
um, by our favorite drinks from the 80s and 90s. Uh, I found I actually found five of these here, so we can we can burn through these. Uh, if you get three of them, I will uh, into the ballpark. I will drag you out of the well. But the first one we're going to do is the aforementioned Sunny B Vodka Seltzer. It uh, it is uh, it's by American Vintage Beverage Co. You know you know those guys. A fantastic orange delight, refreshing seltzer that will kick your esophagus. I don't know who wrote this description. It could not have been what was on there. I'm sure someone just typed this in. Uh, it has 301 check-ins. It's 4.5%. Tony, I did try it. It does taste to a tea like Sunny D. Although it would blow your mind. When you pour it out of the can, it is straight up clear. <laughs> of course it so is. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So how many check-ins? Anyway, 300, 254 ratings, I should say. Now, I don't think any of these are going to be into the high fours. I think all of these are going to be low fours and below. So I'm going to say this is a bang-on interpretation. I'm going to go 4.00. I don't think I've ever given that score out, but I think that's exactly where Sunny D lands. Hi, right, Tony. You're going to have to calibrate a little bit here. Uh, Tony, this one is a 3.61. Okay, good to know. For Sunny, for Sunny D. Seltzer. Now, one advantage of having five of these is you can kind of dial yourself in here. I'm not sure why. this. Uh, some people said this is so good. Kelly really did like it. Um, if you like that taste, uh, now this is what the bartender told us. She's like, it's essentially probably healthier than Sunny D. Um, it doesn't yes. have any sugar. I mean, there's alcohol in it. But it, it doesn't have the, the overload of sugar and the weird colorings because it's clear, for God's sake. So, yep. Um, and it did taste like carbonated Sunny D. So she was a fan. It is a little sweet, um, but didn't didn't fill you up. So I'll I'll give it that. I was surprised that this wasn't rated a little higher. All right, next one. You're over one. Next one. This is just a straight up thing. Uh, it's not. It, it, this is Zima. Zima. Remember Zima, Tony? No. Oh, Zima is like a clear malt beer-like substance. It was a um, boy. What was Zima supposed to taste like? I was never young enough to really have it. Uh, Zima it is a sweet taste with a hint of citrus. Citrus. So it's sort of seltzer-ish, yep. in between a seltzer and a wine cooler. Okay, yep. I would say uh, okay. it's five percent. It has 21,426 ratings. It made a slight, a brief comeback in the mid-2010s, um, although there are some check-ins of people who are saying, back of the fridge find by Amanda circa 1998. <laughs> Tastes like soap. That's from Joshua Porath. Uh, leftover from the 80s, someone says. That can't be true. Uh, yeah, this is not leftover from the 80s because this says limited release. This was in the yep. new batch, you fucking lame I'm going to go uh, lower with this one. I'm going to go with 3.51. Tony, this is going to be a, this is just going to be hard for you. Um, Tony, this one, Zima it was not well liked. Uh, this one from uh, Coors Brewing Company apparently has a 2.66. Oh, Jesus. Zima was much. Tony doesn't care if he's in the well at this point. He just wants to be asleep. He's yes. he's like he's he's already pulling the blanket over his over the dirt. 
trying to get himself comfy. Uh, just he's just putting. He's trying to figure out a way to stand up the porno mag so he doesn't have to like try to hold it while he's dozing off. Yep. Um. All right, we got three left. Hero for two. Next one. Uh, uh, There's another thing I'm not sure you're going to be familiar with, but our American listeners were. Uh, do you remember Arizona Ice Tea? Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, this is a thing that you guys had too. Yeah, but I, I mainly learned about it while I was in Vegas. No, you know, okay. big ass cans. Yep. There's these big fucking cans. When I was a teenager, this was like 99 cents from the convenience store. You get this big fucking can of Arizona iced green tea or whatever. Well, lo and behold, they did make a hard Arizona hard with green tea as that same familiar can with the little cherry blossoms, the light green can with the little cherry blossoms on it. Um, this is Arizona real brewed green tea with ginseng and honey, 5%. Uh, this one has uh, 454 ratings. It's real brewed green tea flavored with ginseng and honey. What do you I'm think? I'm going to go with 3.37 as my rating. Probably not low enough. <laughs> you, 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 you went too far, Tony. You went too far. It's <laughs> 3.54 for this one. Uh, people are okay with the Arizona green tea it probably just tastes like that i mean i guess it yeah um some people say much better than i was expecting but still has that weird aftertaste that all the hard teas do that i somewhat agree with um so damn good i could funnel three of these at once this is from creighton hotchkiss great name um so i i will say this about the hard teas tony so i drank one the other day i had uh yep. cory's weldworks weldworks made a hard tea and I thought I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't too sweet. Um, it had that little lemony taste that I like. But there is this awkward malt bev aftertaste that feels so strange. Not and it doesn't feel strange in the idea of it being because it is a malt bev. Yep. But it feels weird because you're drinking fucking tea. Yes. You're like what the fuck is that? This tastes like tea. Um, really strange. I right, two left. Uh, these are for funsies. Um, by the way, the Nuggets beat the Heat uh, by fifteen. Excellent. Uh, last two, Ecto Cooler. Tony, are you familiar with Ecto Cooler? I think we spoke about, oh, no, it was in the bear, the Ecto Cooler, and I, I did a bit of research. It's a Ghostbusters-inspired soft drink. This is a Ghostbusters high C juice box. It's yep. green. This is just a beer, Tony. This is a straight-up beer. So okay. um, forget everything you just did. Now you can just think of a beer. It's a fruit gloop. Good news. It's from Spanish Marie Brewery from Miami. If you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you may remember this delicious Ghostbuster-themed high sea juice box. We conditioned this green sour ale with fresh tangerines, oranges, and a hint of lemonade. Kind of sounds good. i got to be honest. Um, it has 538 ratings. It's 7.5%, so this thing's coming hard. It looks the part. I'll give you that, Tony. It looks the part. Okay. Green, a little bit... Um, I don't want to say cloudy, but like it, it's definitely got like a, you can tell it's rich with fruit flavor. Yep. So this fits firmly into the gloop and category, gloop. maybe not as thick as a 450 North, but definitely fruity, have like a, a, a nicely fruited sour. Yep. These are always hard to judge. They can be all over the place. They can be 4.4s all the way into like three yeah. twos. So I'm going to go spang, spack, smack bang in the middle, 3.8. Five. Tony, people like this one. Uh, Ecto Cooler has a 4.18. Jeez. 
Jesus. 4.18 for Ecto Cooler. This was the hardest game I've ever forced Tony to experience. Yeah, this is not good. Um, this one sounds... It has, it has like eight different colors of the picture. Every picture looks different of a color. But it sounds good. Tangerines, oranges, and lemonade. That If I'm going to drink one of these, those are the fruits I want. That's what I want. That's what I want from you is to do that. All right, last one. Last one you got to suffer through. Back on Seltzer. Uh, Tony, are you familiar with Capri Sun? Yes, of course I am. Okay, Capri Suns, you know. This is Capri Sunset. Capri Sunset from Wild Heaven Beer. Now, does it come is. in the squishy pack? This does not. It comes in a can. Um, mm. They should have put it in the squishy pack, but I think getting the carbonation may have been tricky. Yeah. Um, this is a... Very light, easy-drinking pool beer seltzer, according to Mike K. Nice, fruity flavor, but wish flavor was stronger. Uh, it has 143 check-ins only, 114 ratings. That's 5%. This is a pretty, Tony, this is a pretty clear, light-looking seltzer. It just says tropical hard seltzer on it. Um, okay. So I think this is a pretty easy-going feller here. 3.62. <laughs> too far. <laughs> All right, Tony's done for the night. He's a nap. Uh, it's three point four, three point four for the Capri Sunset. Uh, we'll we'll recalibrate Tony. We're gonna plug Tony into the pastry bot. See if we yep. can't get him him dialed up here for the next game. Uh, before we go, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? They can fo- follow us on Instagram. We are at Beer Engine Pod. You can send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com. You can send us a tip at ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast. You can check us out on Untapped. That man is Griff AD. I'm St. Moz. I'm going to be taking a nap. All right. All right. What's the... What's the move when you're about to doze off? Are you are you putting a you putting a <laughs> putting one of those like ASMR porn vids on? No, no. Uh, I'm, or you, I'm closing my eyes and I'm going to nap. Oh, there you go. All right, that sounds good, Tony. I guess I'll do something like that, but maybe in a couple hours uh, we will be back next week with. Uh, oh, actually, I was going to say, everybody, uh, post your Discord stuff this week. We have not done enough Discord in the last couple yep. weeks. I know we'll, we'll go back and, and revisit some of the good stuff from the last couple of weeks, including Max Allotman's Kolsch, which I'm, which I'm looking at right now, um, and Nick Torque's Travails at Carwin. Uh, but uh, just post your questions, mailbag stuff, Discord posts, beers you're drinking, and we'll do a little bit of a Discord blowout uh, next week. It'll be nice because I won't have to write anything for it. All right, guys, we will talk to you then. So long.